0: Okay, everybody, welcome to Down the Middle with Max and Los. I am Los, that is Max. And today's topics uh, that we are covering, we're starting off with, should Trump run in 2024? If you look at the polls right now, uh, Biden is not looking too hot. uh, And it seems like Trump or pretty much, I think anybody that was not Biden right now uh, would have a lot more success. What is your opinion right now on
1: this? It's interesting. So the the recent poll that I saw um it wasn't from Quinnipiac it was from another like really like legit poll source it's usually not biased to the right so it's usually pretty preferential to the left mm-hmm. um I think it was like 47 46 Trump over Biden if the election was today um and then like Biden versus Santis it was not very close but again DeSantis is a governor doesn't have the same name recognition has a few years to build up um I mean I, I'm Torn on this because we have a a business that does very very well with uh, when Trump's president um, and when he's talking he's much more active. At the same time, I I think our country needs something different, right? I think from a, a policy standpoint, uh, Trump did quite a few things actually that were were pretty great on both a, a social and an economic front. Um, the promise he just can't stop talking. He can't, yep. he can't control his ego and he can't control his ability to not get uh, egged on into getting into fights and retweeting stuff and, and, and nobody can control him. Nobody can handle him. And that's even his problem now. Like his problem now is that I think if he and uh, Shapiro was talking about this the other day, we, I'm actually on the way here. So listen to this. He's now really pushing this, you know, the Arizona recount, even though the recount came out, as we said, he lost by more votes. So it went in Biden's favor. He's still talking about the election right. in 2020. Mm-hmm. where Like it's Biden is making every mistake possible. Like Biden right now is if he doesn't get this infrastructure bill, this reconciliation bill, the things he's doing right now through like his presidency is basically done. Like everything he pushed for is going to fail. Right. And with Afghanistan, with COVID, like he, it's a, it's a failed presidency. I don't care what, what right. political viewpoint you are. And like a lot of Democrats are even speaking. S- seeing this, right? Like right. I think it's only like 60% of Democrats mm-hmm. want him to run again. So it's like almost half of Democrats don't want the sitting president to run again for president. That's like, that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I think Trump, if he just stayed quiet, if he did, the if he pulled the the Biden playbook, right? The Biden playbook. Don't talk for the last election was stay in the basement, don't say anything, basically, and let the other guy basically talk himself out of the office. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, if Trump kind of did the same thing, just kind of stayed out of it, kind of helped behind the scenes with some people, and then started really hitting it hard in a year or so, and hitting it hard based on all Biden's failures. Hey, look, when I was president, we had this, this, and this. When Biden became president, you know. Failure in Afghanistan, Taliban's resurging, COVID hasn't gotten in control, right? All these things, much better shot, at least getting those middle voters. Mm-hmm. and that, But again, that's his, his problem is he, he, the the middle, right? The moderates, the people that are kind of libertarians, undecided, uh, don't want to vote for Biden, but also have a problem with the way Trump speaks and all the personal stuff. If he could just get rid of that, I think 2024 would actually be a, a, a shoe-in
0: So I I do not like Biden or anything he's done. Can't tell me that he's done anything great. Uh, That's just my opinion. That's why it's called down the middle. You can have your opinion, whatever. Uh, I don't think that Trump should run. Because he's a megalomaniac. Yeah. like it, that's not gonna, that's gonna consistently create more divide. That's not something that you need. I think he should put all his efforts into helping the new Republican potential candidate run. And I think that guy should be DeSantis. He got three more years and then pushing in the elections for Ron De- DeSantis to go from governor to potentially look for for president. I'm totally making this up, but I think that's what's gonna happen. I think he's the most outspoken in the in the right, which you're voting Republican or Democrat in this particular situation. Right. Um, he's the most like recognized right now. He's doing the most uh, talking. And if Trump could be a supporter to that, I think that would give him all the votes, the, all the push that he needs on the people that don't know who he is. Because obviously I know a lot about him. I, I'm very tied into like what's happening in Florida specifically. We we both live in Orlando. Um And I think he's mature enough to, you know, strategically be able to like go back and forth with Biden, not on some insulting Twitter stuff on some real practical conversational topics and not look like he's just looking to be a bully or fight and also support people on the left and address concerns and just be able to talk. Like neither one of these presidents can talk. One, one is a, is a leader that he can talk and like move, but not necessarily in the best way. And that would be Trump, right? Like, He's going to piss a lot of people off with his thoughts, and the other one just can't speak at all. And so, you don't need either one. You need someone who can kind of be in the middle, and not some wherever he lies, Republican or Democratic, like that. That's going to obviously sway some certain things, but they've got to be able to, like Barack Obama, like brought people together. Whether you were a Republican or a Democrat, he brought people together. Yep, at and, least in the first, it's first run. Right, right, right. And I think that's that's the kind of person that you need here. And I just don't think that that would be. Trump. And I I think that there's just so much hatred for the guy that, well, you know what, statistically speaking, I might be wrong because if everyone doesn't want to vote, he could could win the election. I think if they did it in 2024 and he ran, I think he'd win, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to get uh, somebody else. He's going to push for someone else.
1: But what we need and what we deserve as a country, as Americans, is to be able to vote for somebody for president, that we actually want to be president. Right. And this is what's it's nuts. Like, this is this is crazy to me that for, se- it seems like for several election cycles, um, people, have, most people have basically been voting for like who they hate least. Right. And
0: right. that's, right. you nailed it.
1: Like, it definitely was Trump, Hillary. That was 100%. People, I mean, some people were fired about Trump, but like most people was like, I'm voting for Trump because I, hate I just Clintons. hate Hillary. I yeah. think Clinton's are the worst. Like, and then, Biden, Trump, same thing. It's like, I'm voting for Biden because I I just can't stand Trump. And, like, you think with a country, where we're the greatest empire in history, the the American empire. Like, we've, the innovation, what we've done in 300 years, like, is incredible. We have this massive population, hundreds of millions of people, diversity, all this stuff. And the fact that every four years we get, you know, two 70 year old plus white dudes basically who pe- most people hate right trying to run the country is insane that we can't get a, a quality somebody that people believe in Somebody people actually say like who's 50 this, this person I tr- this person I think can actually take us to the next level this person can actually solve world problem this person can actually solve global problem like just can can make the country and the world better and we need that but the problem is we're a two-party system. And both those parties pick somebody to run based on the nomination process in the primaries, who's gonna has the best chance of beating the next person, Mm -hmm. not who actually is the best candidate. Right. Like even if you're thinking about like, I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan at all. I am totally against everything Bernie Sanders believes in as a politician, economically, politically, like everything. However, the guy actually had a strong viewpoint that he'd been consistent with his entire career. He had plans and policies. He had a lot of energized support. People actually really believed in him. That If I vote for this guy, it's a change. Real right, change. Right. They didn't pick him, even though he probably you know, would have beaten Biden because the polls, all the numbers, and all the data people said he has, he's not going to beat Trump. So we need to put Biden up there because Biden's going to beat Trump. It's the same reason they picked Kamala to be his VP. Right. They did not, and this is, again, to me... This is the ultimate form, in my opinion, of sexism and racism is like right. what Democrats do a lot. And not just Democrats, but a lot of people do this. But the Democrats did it in that. Like, If, if you can sit there with a straight face and tell me that Democrats put Kamala Harris as the VP because of her, her popularity and her views, not the fact that she was a black woman, I'll give you a million dollars. But there's no way. Nobody can sit there and say that she was the best candidate for that role. Right. She had publicly bashed Biden on stage, called him a racist and Uncle Tom, all this stuff multiple times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they said, Well, okay, you're, yeah, you you're guys are friends. You you check off all the boxes for us. You check all the diversity boxes. We'll put you in there. Like to me that's like that's you're you're giving somebody a role not because of their qualifications, but because of their gender or their race. Like that's that's insane to me. But I, I just think it's um like we, we need somebody. We need somebody young. We need like a like a, a JFK. Right. You, like, it Somebody would, that people can get behind.
0: It'd be nice to have a 50-year-old. Like, I think there should be a yeah. rule. Hey, dude, you're hitting 77? Like, no, that's not going to work. You know, like, it's, you're getting old. Like We're you,
1: seeing it. We're seeing it firsthand with Biden. I mean, right. The dude is, again, I don't care whether you're a Democrat, independent, Republican. If you watch multiple hours of speeches can't of Biden, there's no way you can sit there and say, that guy is sharp. No. That guy is bright. And he's he got it. He came up with an idea. Like, you can't say that. He is sitting there reading a speech. Every single speech he gives, at the end of it, he's handed a list of people to call on. And when he gets end of that list, he says, uh, the people, they, they told me I can only, an-. he's saying they. They told me I can only speak to these people. They told me these are all the questions I can answer. Every single time. Like, he's he being run a by a bunch of other people that have agendas that are wheeling them out there and saying, speak for 30 minutes, people know you're alive, and then we're going to wheel you off, and we'll run the country while you just, you know, drink some insure in the bathroom. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody can be like, this guy is... A great present nap it's no. crazy
0: and if, if you do drop it in the comments we want to hear you and, and debate yeah. you we'll, we'll bring you on down the middle yeah. uh all right i know you got to run so let's just talk real quickly about one more we'll keep it easy on this one uh i'm i'm on my way on my way back home i'm pretty excited for this uh, i'm picking up some stuff at the store so i i'm getting burgers for my girls today uh just so i could listen to this more the joe rogan and patrick but david podcast i personally think it's the coolest podcast that just came out because that dude was, a, he's us. Like he speaks for like the internet marketer, entrepreneur, influencer that makes content about whatever. Like, and he got recognized to the point where like, I, and I know, I get it. He's got significantly sized businesses. He actually, it, but so, so, you know, we're all the same guy. It's just he, to get put into the Joe Rogan thing, I think is super dope and like almost like a win for us. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It was really cool seeing it. When I saw, <laughs> did the, you hear it? Yeah. Listen to it as soon as it came out. Um, it's a it's, it's a really, really good interview. Um, what's interesting about it is having two people that are both big podcasters and very good interviewers talking to each other was very interesting because out of all the Rogan episodes I've, list, I've listened to every single one of them. yeah, I've listened to a lot of them. yeah um, I learned a lot about Rogan on it because Patrick asked you a know, lot of questions yeah he asked a lot of questions about like. What would you do here? How would you handle this? What do you think about this? So it was pretty cool because I learned a lot about Patrick McDavid, but I also learned a lot about Joe Rogan. And so having two interviewers essentially doing an interview is always fascinating the insights you get out of that. Because usually it's just, it's pretty somebody a guest conversations, yeah. who's not a inter- professional speaker. Yeah. And Rogan's just kind of asking the questions and driving, he's driving the narrative mm-hmm. and they're just responding and yeah. reactive. But this was kind of a, a more back and forth between the two of them.
0: Right. Uh, have you heard the one with Patrick Beck-David when he interviews Ray Dalio? I don't think so. It's really, it's on... Uh, I don't think he has a podcast, or if not, I've never heard he it. He
1: launched one. So it's Valuetainment is his YouTube, but then right. it's the Patrick Beck-David podcast I think he just launched a podcast
0: uh just google uh he it's on video obviously they're like outside really good conversations of like Ray Dalio that's also like just a badass thing to do to interview Ray Dalio that's one of my favorite books ever um so like that's that's a really good listen to um and for our last our last topic here of the day uh because we're running out of time kind of going back to COVID but just I think it's kind of crazy. NBA players now are not allowed. This this is weird. So NBA players are not allowed to play at their home. Let's. Uh, Kyrie Irving plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He is not allowed to play when he plays in Brooklyn because he didn't have the vaccine. But if he goes somewhere else, he can play. The rules on this stuff is just getting so ridiculous, and it's not a New York thing or whatever. Like uh, someone in the Golden State Warriors did the same thing. Like he can't play. It's just kind of how it works now. But I can get on a plane with everyone else, and I can fly to play against Chicago. Like, what is happening to the world right now? Like, I think this COVID thing has just gotten, like, and this is probably one of the last times we'll bring it up because it's been getting brought up a lot with us. But, I mean, it's it's on the news it's every day. It's like, it's, it's hard for us not to discuss it. And I just thought very interestingly, like, you know, if you can't play, like, I guess you're out for the season. Like, you can't play basketball. But you can play you can't play where you live, but you can definitely get on our jet and play elsewhere. Like I don't I don't I don't understand the yeah, logic.
1: I think that's the frustrating part for a lot of people is not necessarily any one of the rules. It's the inconsistency in the logic behind the rules. Right. Right. And so at the end of the day, what's been proven is the the, the, the data shows that the vaccine helps prevent getting as much so it decreases the likely you're going to get it and it decreases the severity if you do get it of going to the hospital or death right so there's data that shows that but it also shows that you can still get it it's not a brick wall right so what they should do if you really like consistent frequent testing right give people the option you can get vaccinated but also i'm sure the nba players are being tested every day i'm sure right right like i'm sure they're being tested maybe multiple times a today so that should be in my opinion good enough. It's like, okay, we're testing before you come into the the arena. If you're negative, you can play today. There's no risk, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're if you get a negative test or multiple negative tests, like you're you should be able to play the game. And this is what's also I don't understand what I don't understand is this is again where people get frustrated is you can't have an argument saying get the vaccine. The vaccines are so good. They're so strong. They work really well, which I believe that's why I got it, right? Mm-hmm. Because he told us all that. Right. But at the same time, say that you should be in fear. Like all the people that are vaccinated that are so bothered by other people not getting vaccinated. Like again, this goes back to the last episode. I don't care. Like I got the vaccine. I'm protected. I, I did what I wanted to do to protect myself and my family. So if you want to not get it, that's on you. Right. Like, it's, I'm as protected as I can be, right? As long as you're not sitting in my face, coughing in my face for an hour, like, okay, we're good. If you're over there and I'm over here, like, you want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I don't, right. I don't care anymore. I'm moving on with my life. I got a vaccine, <laughs> right. I'm moving on with my life. Yeah. Same with the NBA. If most players in the NBA are vaccinated, if the staff is vaccinated, if the coaches are vaccinated, and a handful of players don't, like, who? Let them get sick. Yeah, it's, it's on them. Like, right. if they get it, sucks. If you're going to be in the hospital sucks. You're you maybe out of the season. Like that's a, a risk reward decision that person is making. That, that's an individual making it, but their decision is not impacting other people because all the other people are, they're in this bubble. They're vaccinated. They're testing.
0: And you're at the peak of your health.
1: Other thing, young, healthy, the, the numbers, if you look at this of people that are, you know, not 65 and over, that don't have comorbidities, that don't have all these issues, the numbers of hospitalizations is really low. And then out of the hospitalizations, numbers of deaths. I mean, we're, we're talking here, we're talking flu numbers, less than the worst, not, not as bad as the flu. Like these are superhuman athletes. These people are on every vitamin, supplement, diet, health, cardio, like all these things. And they have these devices like this whoop band and stuff, like right. whoop now, if whoop 4.0 is coming out, it tracks my skin temperature, it tracks my heart rate variability checks my blood oxygen level and knows my averages and can show outliers so early warning systems they ha- and i think a lot of the nba actually cuz lebron's part of this company have it so there's all these devices that this technology uh, you just got to upgrade for the year okay. smart move they say 4.0 is free if you're a member what they do at checkout is you got to upgrade it makes you pay for a year in advance which is like 289 to get okay. it okay which i did cuz it's an awesome product right i'm about to get uh, it but yeah it's like I just, I don't understand this, like, fervor that people have of people are getting so worked up over individuals in these situations where there's, in the grand scheme of things, very, very, very minor risk. And that risk is to basically individuals that are vaccinated.
0: Yeah, it's never going to change. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I don't even know how to, how to deal with it. But you've got to move on. So next week, guys, we're talking a little bit more about social media. We're going to talk a little bit more about marketing topics. One quick marketing thing that I wanted to bring up before we go. uh, I am hosting a um, organic TikTok growth thing, which you can't actually get access to because you got to be in our group. But Max is hosting a paid TikTok, how to understand TikTok and be able to spend money on TikTok. And most of the people listening, uh, the majority – Come from some sort of background in advertising, marketing, or building businesses online. So, if you guys are interested on in checking out Max's thing first, and then when uh, I push mine out, we'll be working with Max on that as well. Uh, go to
1: the TikTok Masterclass, uh, TikTok Ads Masterclass, TikTok
0: Ads Masterclass.com. You'll sign up. I think it is in 15 days. Well, October, by, October 15th. It'll be October 15th when this launches, guys. It's going to be the most in-depth, best thing possible for you. If you run ads already and you're looking for a new channel, uh, I definitely recommend it to everybody. Max is, in my opinion, one of the top two uh, best media buyers in the world, along with Kevin Pern, which most people you are not going to know that guy. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I I love Max, admire him on on the media buying side of everything and on the marketing side, so you guys should definitely go check that out. And when the organic thing comes in, we'll probably put it all together and make it a whole system. So that's it for me and Max, guys. We appreciate you guys. Please subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys.